0: your hosts Chris Natalini and Mick Michaels Hello everyone and welcome to the Cosmic Voice This is season 2 episode 13 I am here with my co-host Chris Natalini Greetings everybody and I am Mick Michaels welcome back to another exciting show here at the Cosmic Voice What's up buddy how you doing I'm doing great here in our little space station my brother I'm doing good, doing good. How about yourself? Oh I'm fantastic up here. We can float around. we don't have to wear masks there's no <laughs> nothing about distancing it's It's great. There's always an open cafeteria. <laughs> I don't have to make a
1: reservation. I don't, don't have to make a reservation. I
0: don't have to be escorted in with a with an armed <laughs> service. It's fantastic. <laughs> we don't have plexiglass, but we have plenty of sheet metal. <laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh. So everything all right with you? Everybody's happy and healthy, yes?
1: Yeah, man. Everybody's doing great, bro. Everybody's good, man. You know, just one day at a time, just trying to get through.
0: That's it. One day at a time. One day at a time that's it that's I used, it i like that show i used to like that show a lot
1: i did i used to, i used to love that show I it, catch, was my, I catch Bertinelli it was my Valerie was my crush.
0: Oh, everybody then man yeah, yeah. everybody's crushed. everybody's crush I catch it. I think it's on it's MeTV or one of those. Yep, MeTV. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. I catch it. They do like yep. three or four of them in a row, and then they get the Jeffersons and some other yep. some other stuff. It's pretty cool. I, I love the Happy Days, though, man. I love that. That's the good.
1: oh, happy. Three's Company, bro, Oh, yeah. man, dude. I love there's it a
0: too. Sta- there's a station on Pluto that all they do is play Three's Company. I'm yeah. like, you-
1: if I sit here, I'm not getting up. Well, I got to be yeah. three and I'm out.
0: Somebody puts up Happy Days episodes and Three's Company episodes on YouTube. They cycle around every so but sometimes I get caught in a loop, and I'm watching, like, one after another. Oh, yeah, I remember this one. Oh, yeah, I remember this one. And I'm, you know. Oh, man. I don't know. (laughs) Snap out of it, man. Get into the today. Hey,
1: man, listen. Do do you remember being a kid watching
0: Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Three's
1: Three's Company, Company, Too
0: Close for Comfort? Oh. Come, yes, on, come on man, I remember it. I loved them Tuesdays. They were the best Tuesdays of my life. They were the best, bro. The best. You know what I mean? Fonzie was my hero. Oh, I was, Fonzie. listen, no offense to anybody out there, I was bummed out when I found out he really wasn't Italian. It just bummed me out. Yeah. As yeah. a as a kid, yeah. I was like, "Man, he's one of us on TV." He's Isn't one that of awesome? Us. He's but he a wasn't. Like, wait, yeah, he's yeah. paisani. <laughs> well, at least Chachi was. You know what I mean? Chachi yeah, was. Yeah. yeah Chachi yeah, was. Yeah. Al, you know, Al Vecchio, yeah, He was. Yeah. He was a real guy too. But I was. I was bummed out. You know what I mean? I was a little bummed out. But in my head, you know, he's Italian. He's all right. He's Fonzie. He's, he's Fonzie. You can't beat Fonzi. He's Fonzie. You know, yeah. He's Fonzie. Yeah. Yeah. He's the Fonzie. He's a Fonzie. He's he's the greatest. Now, um, you know, speaking of which, not to prolong this any longer, but that's somebody I would like to meet. Yeah, I hear he's he, Henry. Winkler is a fantastic guy to talk to.
1: He anytime I've
0: ever seen him on TV, he looks like the nicest guy ever. I've chatted with some people that have met him on the street in New York, like kind of just you know, mm-hmm. and he'll sit there. And I mean, he doesn't spend an hour with you, doesn't talk yeah. coffee, you know. But um, he has some, you know, so he's polite. He's he's got you know, fan, you know, I don't know. It's, it's you know, it's one of those kind of people. I think I'd like to um, just. Uh, I don't know. I maybe. I, I just had a question the other day. Somebody asked me, like, "Have you ever been starstruck?" And I go, "Yeah, plenty of them." Uh, yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, like when I met Michael Sweet, I was kind of like, <laughs> and
1: um,
0: I mean, I was pretty. I was pretty um, hit hard when Udo walked by me when we were backstage. I I I, I was just pretty much like that. I I, I, I... <laughs> And I think the thing I said the first time, as he walked by, I go, "Man, I'm taller than him," and I'm not used to that. <laughs> I'm not, You're used, not to used to that. that right? And thank God, he pro- my, my English isn't that good, and his English probably isn't that good, so he maybe didn't pick up on it. But probably, <laughs> probably my biggest. And again, I know we got to get to the question, but my biggest. And I call it. It's my brush with Paul Stanley. I was at one of Paul Stanley's uh, art shows, and, oh, okay. and mm-hmm. I and I was invited by the gallery. I could come in, and and uh, I was able to stay. And I couldn't stay too long, unfortunately, because I was I, this was a last-minute thing. And I was actually looking at a piece of, of his art that I was considering, strongly considering. And then my wife gave me a look, and then I didn't consider it anymore. <laughs> anyway, as Paul's coming up, I'm I'm like, I'm like, and I'm trying to fumble for my phone. I'm the worst when it comes to phones, first of all. You know, I watch these kids it's like, boom, they're already taking pictures, recording. They got the video off. Yeah. I'm still trying yeah. to figure out where the app is. On my screen. It's the same place all the time. But every time I look at it, I can't see it. So by the time I you know, I got maybe three blurry shots and I couldn't get a word out edgewise, he just he gave me a look like, Who is this lunatic? Where are my arm guards? Please get in front of me. And that was the end of that. I missed my opportunity. And I was so bummed out, I go, Man, I'm not even staying. I'm just I I I what a wimp I am. So Anyway, on that note, we have a question this week from The Cosmic View, and their question is, what do you feel are the biggest misconceptions fans have of the music business? What do you feel are the biggest misconceptions fans have of the music business? Could be a lot. Yeah. What do you think, buddy? What do you think? Because you're the big star here. I'm just kind of filling in gaps. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think, you know, man, one of the things that I have run across, tell you the truth, you know, even outside of music fans, like sometimes people in bands, the commitment, the time that is spent, oh, yeah. you know, practicing writing you know traveling playing just everything that comes with a band you know that we've been talking about for the past two seasons I don't think people realize all the commitments and sacrifices that being in a band if you are serious about being in a band or an artist that it takes man and you know I have missed many birthdays I have missed many family parties and holidays because I was out or because I had to rehearse or because I was recording or you know, it is what it is. And, and uh, I don't know if people really realize that kind of sacrifice that we as artists or guys in bands, women in bands, whatever. I don't think people realize
0: how much of a commitment it is. Oh, I agree. It's, um, it's a lot. Like you used the word, it's sacrifice. There's a yeah. lot of sacrifice. I've been on tour on my own birthday and my, my son's birthday I was on tour with my wife's birthday, and I'm flying back that same day. With the promise, as soon as I get home, we're all going out to eat. And my yeah. rear ends dragging, but I made that promise because you know, I mean, this, sometimes this stuff happens. I mean, and yeah. you know, and things happen when you're away, and it, there's a sacrifice to that, just to that piece. I've had yeah. guys on tour, you know, that were filling guys with the hopes of they may become permanent players, and we gear up them over the course of three or four months and then we do a tour with them you know maybe like a five day tour six day tour mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i've had guys at the end of it go nah this isn't for me this you know this is not what i thought it was uh yeah you know it's a lot of driving a lot of carrying a lot of crammed up in a whatever it, you know it's it's not a lot of my mother said to me one time well did you get to see this did you see this did you see? i said mom you know what i'm seeing most of the time." I see, zoop, 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 zoo. <laughs> And I go, things just flying by while I'm driving through Ohio for 18 yeah. hours. You know what I mean? Then yeah. I see another rest stop. And then, yep. you know, and then I see more road. I go, a lot of times that's what it is. Like when we, like we talked about this in another episode, when we have the time, we we try to, you know, yeah. a decompression time to enjoy something, but it wasn't like that in the beginning. You got to put your time in, you know, not everybody yeah. has that, has that luxury, but yeah, that, right. you know, right. like you said, there's a lot of business. To the business. And people just coming in to an established band say, they're usually floored by the amount of stuff that's going on. They just think, oh, I show up and I play. Now, again, I know that some bands can do that. They can get away with that. But what are they doing? How much are they involved in? Or are they paying somebody else to do all this other stuff? But yeah, you're right. I come across that a lot. And I've come across it with, I think you said it, even with other artists, some musicians that don't do it the same way or or don't do it at all they're surprised, you know, they think they have this concept in their head that this is the way it is until they're actually doing it. And then it's kind of, it throws them off.
1: Yeah, and and uh, yeah, because, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's being in a band or being an artist, you know, it's a commitment, it's a huge commitment. And, you, you know, if you're in a band, you are committing to each other. You know, it, it's kind of a, it's a working team. And sometimes you have to sacrifice to get that team going or to the next step. You know, I mean, it was all guess it was only it was only a handful of years ago i literally was playing in new york and my uncle had passed away his daughter was like listen just just play just do your thing cuz it's what he wanted you to do and and i even missed his same family member i missed his funeral because we were traveling to california and we had put a lot of work into this tour and i knew that's what my uncle would have wanted he definitely wouldn't have wanted me to cancel the tour and i talked to his daughter and she was like you're right My dad would have never wanted you to, you know, not do this. So, yeah, it is. It's a huge commitment, a huge sacrifice. And uh, sometimes you just have to love it so much that you don't. I mean, I would never tell anybody, don't regret something. If you're going to do it, do it. You know, I don't regret the decisions I've made by the sacrifice or commitment because I know that at the end of the day, this is what I wanted. And the people that love me or I love know that this is a huge passion, a huge commitment, and they wouldn't want it any other way. And I don't think a lot of people really kind of understand that part of
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to be in it and you have to be doing it at a certain, for a lack of a better word, level to understand that type of commitment. Like you're saying that that's involved and that may be something that it's not for everyone. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and you may not yeah. know, you may not realize it until you're, you give it a shot. Everybody deserves, you know, giving it a shot. And then if oh, it's absolutely. not something that you want to do, then it's not something you want to do. It's just kind of the way, right. it, you know. But you can't necessarily then start making judgments or assumptions for those that choose to do it. And, I mean, I've seen posts and I've talked to other artists that have toured much more extensively than I have for much longer. And that's one of their things is, you know, how many things I've missed? Births, deaths. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Anniversaries, this, that, and the other thing. I haven't seen certain family members or friends in so many years. You know, it just never seems to work out. So, yeah, that's definitely that that level of commitment. You are listening to The Cosmic Voice with your hosts, Chris Natalini and Mick Michaels. One of the things that I come across quite often with people that aren't in the business and make assumptions of the business is they think it's all a party and that you, you do nothing but drinking and drugs. Um, Yeah. and And I get that even at this age when you tell people, you know, yeah, I'm in the music business. And then when you tell them you play heavy metal, you get an even stranger look. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: Yeah. If I yeah. said I
0: played classical or jazz, some people seem to different walks of life seem to embrace it a little differently. But when you start saying, you know, I'm playing rock and roll and well what kind? I of heavy metal and then they get that look and like, you know, you're satanic and you must be drinking <laughs> heavy and you have a drug problem and now I'm moving away yeah. because I don't want to be near you. But and then you you sometimes sit there and go, No, it's it's nothing at all like that. Like to me it's a job. And do you go to your job drunk? Well, I guess some people do. You know, do you go to your job as a party? Do you bring a pizza and, and a six-pack and go, all right, guys, today we're cutting lawns and drinking, you know. Yeah, that just isn't yeah. going to fly. But I think yeah. people think that that, and it, which is understandable because it's been depicted as such. Like there's a yes. stereotype for it, right? Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure that at some level, some of that stereotype was was true. But you're also talking about bands of a different level, of a different caliber. Yeah. You know, economic status, whatever you make, you know. But it's not like forever. I think there's a meme that goes around this is what people think being in a band is, and this is what it is backstage. Like, you know, four guys just kind of checking their phones, sitting there.
1: Oh, that Yeah, that's the best. Yeah. What people think it is, is like a big party with all these drugs and right. what it really is. It's five guys sitting in a hotel room, everybody's on their phone. Yeah, that's in 100%. The, 100% the truth, bro. Yeah. The truth. Yeah.
0: And that's, that's about it. If you're looking to make a long-term commitment at this, and I think we said this in another episode at one point, like if you are your own handler, then that's what you're doing right? Yes. If you're just a guy that comes in, jumps on stage, and then disappears somewhere because a car picked you up, well, then lucky you. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? More power (laughs) to you. Great. So. (laughs) You got something else? What else you got?
1: I do. I got money. You know, a lot of people are under the impression that, uh, you know, if you put out a record or if you travel and, and see different parts of the world that you're, you know, making, you know, huge money. I, you know, sometimes when I tell people that I work with that, you know, that I've, I've been overseas, I've been to Japan and et cetera. And they go, and you're working here. And I go, listen, man, this is just a passion, bro. This isn't, I, listen, I would love for it to pay the bills, but it doesn't. And I think some people think that, you know, when you're on tour, when you're traveling, when you're playing shows, that you're bringing in a ton of money. And, you know, as you know, Mick, half the time we're always in the red. Right, I mean, you know, and it's just how it is, and you know, and I'm not complaining. It is what it is. So, you know, I don't, I didn't get in it for the money. So, I do. I think people think that if you do all this traveling, you do all these great things, interviews, you know, whatever. That people, you know, think of you raking in the big bucks, and and as we all know, is artists and people in bands it is not like that at all
0: it is not like that at all yeah i've had that several times actually multiple times people go and they'll constantly say it even go you know and he said Nah, man not really you know because if they see you doing like you said the tours releasing albums doing interviews and your face shows up on social media from what they're used to seeing or whatever they immediately and i mean understand again you could see how it's understandable
1: Totally understandable right? because totally. it yeah, puts yeah, yeah. you
0: in some type of 15 minutes of fame, celebrity status. Your the awareness is is heightened than the average Joe. They quickly equate that with, hey, you know, here's here's where you're at, and yeah. you must be getting some payday because that's that's what people were used to at one point. Yeah. Right? You become yeah. a celebrity, yeah. you start making yep. some kind of money. But we've known stories. There's a lot of celebrities, unfortunately, that never got to see a dime that they made. They were, yeah, you know. Yeah. but yeah, yeah, in in the new business, um, for you know the rest of us in the trench indie artists, the money that you make goes back into funding whatever it is that you're going to continue to do. At least it should. Yeah. That's the way I we do it. That's the way I do it personally. That's the way we do it with the band. It's kind of like a recycling that keeps us going. And uh, you know, when we when we get out of this 2020 forever routine. Um, we're going to basically all of us, a lot of us are going to have to start up all over again. we have to get them, Mm -hmm. you know, get, figure out new ways and, and hopefully, uh, everybody be back on board about, you know, getting out in shows and getting merch and stuff like that. But yeah, that's, uh, that's a big one too. Another one that I've come across is people think that writing music, playing music is easy. Yeah, it's just like oh man you guys well you're not digging ditches and you're not carrying boxes well we're not carrying boxes but we're carrying amplifiers and drums and loading in in and out of trucks and in and out of venues and planes and stuff like that so I don't find it as easy as people love the claim that it is and again if you're your own handler your own road crew your own tech all this kind of stuff it's a lot of work start to finish you're there beginning to end Open to close, so it's not as yeah. easy. And you know, writing music is not as easy as some people think. Though I enjoy it, and I would probably prefer doing that than digging a ditch. But you know, it can be taxing at times. It can be frustrating. It can be mentally exhausting. Not to mention mm-hmm. playing. I've seen drummers kind of just kind of washed out after a show. You know, and then the older I yeah. get, the more arthritis sets in my hands. My you know, getting that hand started up again. You know, by the time it you know going, the sets over. <laughs> yeah, like, all right, I'm ready now. Uh, we, it's over. We missed it. Maybe tomorrow night. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of people. And again, you know, to go back to something I said earlier, I've had other artists, other musicians that aren't really in the working band scenario. They're surprised at how difficult it is to do a string of shows, carrying, setting up, tweaking everything. You know, and still be able to play, and then tear everything in down, and then you know pack up, and then hit the road and continue going on. Yeah, they're awful surprised. And I'll tell you what, I've had guys that come in the band, and it's like a bucket list thing for them. Oh, I wanted to be such and such in a band, and they think it's just this big rock persona. I joined the band, and which goes back to your first point. It's a lot of commitment, a lot of sacrifice. There's a lot more involved. It's not as easy as you think. You know, a lot of your time is taken up and if you're on the road and you've put a tour together and you've included promotional stuff as well like radio interviews press interviews you've done photo shoots maybe you're shooting some kind of video maybe you're doing a documentary i don't know but a lot of your time is taken up and it's again it's a work environment in my opinion so it's not as easy as people think and we've talked about this before i think when we talked about our things we learned on tour sometimes after you know a 10-day 12-day tour i need like a week week and a half recovery period just yeah. to kind of m- yeah. both mentally spiritually i should say and physically so it's a three-point <laughs> curve for me i don't know
1: yeah that that's definitely one of those things you know that goes along with um when we have a show when we're about to perform you know there's a 45 minute half hour time before uh, I, at least for me, I hit the stage and I kind of put myself into a whole nother zone. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I tried to get myself ready and get my head into the game and even after that you know it takes me a little while and and sometimes the next day I'm just my body's you know my body and my brain are just a little spent because I try to we as musicians I can't speak for everybody but I know for me like I put everything into my performance so that next day I'm like I'm a little mentally and physically like you had said spent like you know sometimes I I just need to kind of recoup and regather myself and get ready and especially if you know if there's a show the next day right uh you know it sometimes takes a little more to kind of come down from that you know when it's all said and done i think unfortunately people think that we just go up there and ah, we just play the songs we've been playing for you know for years and at least for guys like myself i you know again i don't speak for everybody everybody's different but at least for someone like me like it, it takes a lot for me to get on stage and do a performance and get off you know mentally and physically
0: oh yeah oh yeah i mean there's a lot of when we, we joke around about it, it's like a lot of hurry up and wait type of thing yeah like, you know what yeah. i mean like uh-huh. you know like you, you got to be at the venue at like you know one o'clock two o'clock in the afternoon and your show you know you're not going on till nine ten o'clock and you know this is when you're on tour now and this is not like yeah. you're doing a local yeah. show or something because most of the time they don't want you there until you know an hour before you're set they don't want and you know, all that kind yeah. of stuff you got to set up you want to do a sound check you have to you know get all these things worked out you got if you're still if you're still finalizing the deal you know what i mean you want to kind of work <laughs> out the numbers and all this is how it's going to go this is what we do you know whatever the case may be got to get your meal in got to get your decompression time i remember when we played at the whiskey we had to be there oh my god like an ungodly hour and we sat around like once we did whatever we had to do you know you, you got there then you had to wait because they're going through and, you know, and this, that, and the other thing. And then, you you know, they took you through what you had to do and went through all this. And then, you know, you're all jazzed up, you're ready to go. And then five hours go by and you're kind of like, you're dipping in and out. Like you're wondering, you know, when is, when are they ready to go? When are we, you know, and that's tough. That's that spiritual drain that happens even before you get there. You know, because yeah. you're, you're gearing yeah. up the intensity and then you're like, it's hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. So, you know, it's, it's not as easy as you think. And again, like we talked about in some other episodes, you know, when to eat, when not to eat. It's a timing thing, especially if you have intestinal issues or, you know, you have certain diet restrictions or you're on such a tight schedule for whatever reason. I mean, it, it can be intensive, I should say. Intensive. Yeah. So it, it's not as easy. I know we didn't talk that much about writing music. Right now, we're kind of discussing more about the performing aspect and what goes around that. But, you know, writing music has its own ups and downs as well, especially if uh, if you're under the gun. Which I have been at times, both whether you're writing or you're producing or you're doing the engineer, and You know, you have to make last-minute changes because you've already committed to a schedule. Um, I just had a recent one of that, you know, everything was going fine, but then there was, a, like, a possible glitch we weren't sure we kept checking every possible thing so at the last minute i said listen just to be safe i'm going to go back to the original recording check everything you know and i even said listen either i'm deaf i can't hear anything i've had three other sets of ears check it out can't find it but i made a change anyway just to be safe at this point just yeah. to be safe yeah so you're making these last minute changes and sometimes that can be uh that can be intensive be very stressful actually so
1: yeah, the writing side of it, you know, and obviously I don't play an instrument, so, and I've said this many times, I'm, I've surrounded myself with super talented people. You know, some guys I, I've been with, uh, you know, find it very easy to, you know, write a song, and then there's some guys I've been with, we may come up with an idea, or he may come up with an idea, and you know we bang it out for weeks on end and you know maybe something's just not working and lyrics don't match and you know you end up taking it apart and use a part here for another song and you know sometimes right. man that it just doesn't work you know right. uh, you know not every song is written in 10 minutes like let it be you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. not, you know it, some songs it, it it is hard man it takes a while and Especially for me, because, you know, I'm a big part of a lot of the lyrics and sometimes I have to be inspired. Sometimes I just can't sit and write like some. I have to have an idea for me. I have to have an idea. Something needs to inspire me. The music sometimes, you know, I need to be taken to a place where I, you know, I can match the, the lyrics to the music. So, you know, if the music's not click it if it's not happening man it's just a huge problem you know it's the whole band the whole band has figured out you know sometimes you know your guitar player writes the riff and maybe the drummer can't get it maybe he's just not hearing you know the the timing and that happens man yeah, and, you know yeah. once song sometimes takes weeks upon weeks to figure it out sometimes
0: it never gets choose at all sometimes right. you end up dissecting it and throwing parts and other things oh yeah absolutely i do a lot of the writing for my band and i go through that as well like i'll sometimes. I'll Pick up a riff, and I, and I go, I love this riff, and whatever. And then as I start to kind of continue to mold that riff around some other pieces, and I'm going, nah it just isn't working anymore. And then I, yeah. you know, and and I get bummed out. I'm like, man, you know, but I keep pushing till something else comes, right? And I get yep. this thing. Like someone said to me, uh, you can't tell me you don't play songs that uh, that you don't like. And I go, well, no, I play my own song So if I don't like yeah. the song, I'm not playing it. Right, right, right. right. You know what I mean? So, this is for me. The ones that I put out are the songs that I like. That doesn't mean that everybody else likes them. But if it's a song that I don't like, it doesn't go out. It doesn't, you know. Yeah. It either, if I got to it at a certain point, and it will sit on a shelf, and then someday maybe I'll rework it when I feel inspired. Or if it didn't even get that far, I don't get, I just, that's the end of that song. I'm not even worried about it anymore. Yeah, yeah. But... I've made a rule of thumb. This is for me when I'm writing. There has to be one aspect of that song that I wrote that gets me. That just touches me mm-hmm. some way. Doesn't have to be the whole song because you know what I mean. But it's that one yeah. part. It's like the like you know like a movie. Like you know like well the beginning was this, but there was that one point and then it, you know and then it went to a change all of a sudden it changes just the way you're looking at everything else and we talked about this before an artist could be around for 12 years release 25 albums but number 26 was the one that somebody discovered and go man where's this guy been hiding i don't know 25 albums he's been hiding right you know what i mean and all of a sudden everything (laughs) he's done is fantastic so yeah it can be uh unnerving once in a while, you get, you've get you been there. You get them songs that just kind of, like, write themselves. They pop out. Oh, my God, this is great. How come we can't do more of this? And then there's those songs that labor on and on and on and on. And, like, will and you, it ever get done?
1: And, you know, and there's those songs, too, that take it fr- from that aspect where, you know, when you play a song live and you're like, this song is going to go over and you love it and it does not go over. And it's like, man, it, you know, because I've written many songs I've really been into, Really excited. Then you play them and you go, it's just not working. Yeah. Like the song, some songs just don't work live. Nope. They just don't. Nope. And you, you just don't play them. And that's really, you know, that's a really bummer when you spend all this time working on something that you've created, whether it's, you know, some of your favorite lyrics or some of your favorite riffs or whatever, and you find out that live, it just doesn't work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what connects with you doesn't necessarily always connect with the crowd. Right. And right, I've been into uh, some situations with band members or new band members coming in and go, why don't you do that song? Well, we did. We tried it. We tried it for several months at multiple shows in different places. When you see people get up and leave yeah, and then yeah. come back and start rocking again, there's something that's not uh, hooking the yeah. crowd, right? It doesn't mean yeah. it's not a good song. It's just not hooking. There's a reason yeah, why so, yeah. they use that term in music, the hook. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Um, exactly. It's just not doing what it needs to do. So, I mean, we've had number, you know, we had a song called Cross of War. I love the song. I think it's an old school rock and song, but it just never was 100 percent live. It just seemed to kind of lower people's excitement. So, yeah, you know, and we held that's one song. I got to say that we held on into the set as long as we could, because we were really hoping that somebody would go, yeah, that's the song. (laughs) <laughs> but and then finally, I said, "Listen, we have to cut it. It's just, it's just a bummer, man. Because then, then we're bummed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just not cool. And you know, so we got rid of it. If it's a song we really want to try, we test run it, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. At the end of the day, it's the crowd that decides what's working, what's not working. That's right. If that's you, right. If you want it to work, you got to figure out what these other songs are doing to catch that crowd, and change that song to it." And uh, I've done songs where I've done complete rewrites. We had it, we recorded it, and I go, nah, man. So, you know, we took an idea from it and completely re- I've rewritten songs that we released originally, like, you know, 10 years ago. I completely rewrote them, tweaked the lyrics. I mean, musically, they're different. Uh, The lyrics are somewhat the same with some new, you know, little new context. And then I take, it takes on a whole new persona. And then people are like, hey, this is a great song. Whew. Yeah, took 10 years to write that one. <laughs> you know, there there have been
1: times where, you know, sometimes Blood Feast, like we, you know, we were contracted to play an hour. What I started to realize in the early stages of Blood Feast, we would come out hot and then there would be a few songs that would kind of waver and then we'd end hot. And, you know, it, we started to like you, like we started to just keep doing it, doing it, doing it, where we finally had to sit down and go, listen. <laughs> These songs just don't work, and they're just not working. Maybe if we're playing a shorter set, maybe they'll work better. So we just started to not play them. And, you know, obviously we, we've we grown to, you know, we have a couple of records out now, so we have more of a catalog to choose from. But in the beginning, it was very difficult to play certain songs because you knew that it just kind of... You know, like I said, that first 20 minutes or so, you came out hot, and then the next 10 or 15, you, you know, you're, the songs just start dragging, like people just start in, and then, you you know, obviously you finish hot. But right. it took us a while to kind of, you know, move songs around and figure out what we were going to do, what we weren't going to do anymore.
0: Oh, yeah. I- I'll tell you what, for not necessarily you guys, because you have a strong history, but for a lot of bands that either don't have a large catalog and or don't have a very known catalog... To the listeners, an hour is a tough set to do. But it is to it to, is. to have an audience commit to you that they're that yeah. that they don't know you as well or they don't know your full catalog. That's a tough set, man. And I, I mean, I've been there, done longer ones too. We've been contracted, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of them. I mean, we're not Kiss. We don't have, you know, we don't have uh, 25 songs that people know real quick off the top of their head. You know what I mean? (laughs) So that, you know, pushing an hour, hour and a half, that's a lot. That's that's pulling out all the stops. And I I realize that that's why other indie original acts will pepper in some covers, right? Now, I'm not a cover guy. I'm not interested in covers. Uh, But I understand why they do that because it, it helps them, like you're saying, kind of keep that hotness so to speak yeah without without getting the drag in the set Uh right you get something that people oh yeah we know this song you know and then they back and then they feel good about your stuff so you're bringing them back onto your stuff with a little bit of a familiar high i get it wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. doesn't work for what i want to do but i get it i get it wholeheartedly you got anything else that people uh, seem to uh, have a misconception about You know, man, the only other thing I can think of is
1: you could pick any one of our episodes and just listen because it's not being a band, being in a band, being an artist. It's just not easy. It's just not, you know, especially with today's business sense and the way things are done. I mean, it's never been easy, but I feel like even since I've been doing it, it's just gotten more difficult. It's gotten better in certain ways because you know the artist can really kind of control your own thing you could do every you know we've we've said it in a couple podcasts you really could do your own thing you don't need anybody outside of the band to you know do it for you unless you want to get you know really really big then obviously other forces are going to have to be implemented but you know at the end of the day man it's just it's it's hard and i feel that To really do this, to really be committed to it, you have to just kind of go with the ups and downs and ebbs and flows because there's going to be so many, you know, your band members, you're you're not always going to get along. You're always, you know, there's always going to be someone in your band that doesn't have the same vision as you do. So that person leaves and you got to find another person and it's a lot of work there's a lot of outside things in being in a band that makes it hard sometimes to be in a band sometimes it's just not the band itself sometimes it's the outside forces that makes it really hard to be in a band
0: yeah i agree with you wholeheartedly it's called life life sometimes makes it real difficult you know i agree with you today's music business offers you so much more but at the same time i think it's created more of a separation yeah, uh, for a lot of people, because because people can do so much on their own. They're less inclined to want to work with other bands or other entities to make a bigger impact or splash. Yeah. And that's tough sometimes. Like in the old days, bands would kind of buddy up to kind of yeah. to kind of to beat the odds. You know yeah. what I mean? Play together at a bunch of shows, support and market, promote together, you know, help each other up. You don't see a lot of that anymore. I, no. I At least I don't. No. Uh, and it could no, be because I'm no. older, but at the same time, I don't even see it among the young bands. There's so many bands now that a lot of bands yeah. just don't know each other. And yeah. there's, that, there's such a competitive edge because you can do things on your own and in the spur of the moment that it just becomes a little harder. And I think that adds a little to the stress because sometimes you're like, man, I'm all by myself on this. I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, I yeah. guess you are. Right. The reality of it is it's like you said, listen to any one of the podcasts and you would wonder, why do these guys keep coming back? It's kind of like Um, (laughs) self-mutilization. It's a passion, right? It's a passion that it's almost impossible to define or explain unless you've done it and you're experiencing it. And it's just this thing that it just keeps continuing to drive you. Nothing different than a professional athlete or, uh, you know, I don't know, anything, whatever it is, it's, you know. It's just one of those things. It's it's not an easy world. It does wear you out. And uh, a lot of good people have fallen to the wayside uh, <laughs> uh, over the years. You know what I mean? A lot of people that you would say, man, he had so much talent. It's a system. And someone once told me the system is designed to outlive the person. Yeah. You know, the individual. And that's a shame. You know what I mean? The system will always survive. But the artist may not always survive. That's why there's always, you know, new stuff happening. So,
1: Yeah. I think also, too, you know, as much as I think one of the biggest, biggest issues is for me anyway, once it's in your blood, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yep. It's all you do. It's all you think about. I don't know what I'm going to do if and when there ever comes a time that I just can't do it.
0: Yeah, I, I've been. Because
1: this is all I've known. I mean, I, and I love it. This is all I've ever known. And I, I, don't, know, I don't know what I would do without it. Yeah. I would probably just keep going till I just physically
0: and mentally right. just can't. You know, part of my struggle in recent times, and we've talked about this off air, is that if the events of today are, say, the new norm and we can't do anything, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Yeah, I, And I'm having yeah. a hard time wrapping reality around that and saying, well, yeah. if, if this is possible, right? Worst case scenario, figure it out. What are you going to do? I don't know. I mean, like, if, I, if I'm if i not sure. And it's it's a tough thing to, to, uh, to wrap your mind around. So I understand what yeah. you're saying. I've got it in the blood. I've had it since I was a little kid. I had walked away from it a little bit, you know, a couple times. I was always somehow... Always still involved, but not, you know, at different levels. But, you know, once I made the decision to come back, you know, it's just the way it works. It's just, it eats away at you. So, I don't know. Listen, we're all praying for a better tomorrow and uh, be kind to the artist next to you. That's right. And don't forget to tip your bartenders. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. This is the Cosmic Voice. Be sure to check us out at thecosmicvoice.com. Like and follow us on Facebook at The Cosmic Voice. You can find The Cosmic Voice everywhere you listen to online podcasts like Deezer, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, and so many more.
1: Okay, folks, that will do it for another episode of The Cosmic Voice. Mick and I would like to say thank you very much for tuning in, and we will see you next week.
0: You're listening to The Cosmic Voice. Music, talk, and nothing but business.